It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey listeners, it's me, Eliza, and I know you love true crime, which is why I'm recommending for you to go and check out this amazing podcast called True Crime XS. It's a story podcast that's about finding the remains of some of the long buried victims of a serial killer who committed suicide almost a decade ago. Authorities have only found one body, yet the killer is believed to be one of the most prolific killers of our time. I don't want to spoil who the killer is, but I love that the researchers of True Crime XS went beyond the popular story and dug deep to learn about the killer's crimes and what his potential list of victims may look like. While the story has been told, True Crime XS picks up where others may have left off or taken a left turn. True Crime XS is so bingeable with great audio quality, amazing hosts, and one hell of a story. Each episode will have you on the edge of your seat asking questions and seeking answers. True Crime XS is a must-listen for any true crime fan. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Again, that's True Crime XS. Go listen. In 1972, the town of Springfield, New Jersey is thrown into a media frenzy when a young girl goes missing, only to turn up six weeks later, dead and surrounded by occult-like objects. Locals and even some authorities begin to blame a coven of witches for her death. But could there be more to this case? This is Leave the Lights On. Hello, my quarantine friends. I'm Eliza. And I'm Victoria. And, and welcome, welcome to Leave the Lights to leave On. leave the lights on. Why'd you say it so slow? Just say it. It happened. It is what it is. Whatever. <laughs> we tried like five <laughs> times. We tried. This is the best that everyone's going to get, okay? God. <laughs> well, oh, man. Well, wow. This past week has seen a huge increase in comments and ratings. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you to those who participated. You are greatly appreciated. I mean, our comments skyrocketed through the roof and really is very humbling to us. We love ya. We love ya. Love ya, love ya, love ya. If you are left wanting to support us further, you can make a one-time donation to paypal.me forward slash lights on pod. A $1 donation does go a long way. And if you donate... We will add you to our producer list, which we will read at the end of each episode and post to our website. Yeah, a little shout out. Just a little shout out and just to show our appreciation. Speaking of websites, you can also find the link to our PayPal account on our new website, which is lightsonpod.com. 
So, Victoria, how are you feeling this evening? We're recording very late. (laughs) I know. I'm feeling great. It's not that late. It's 11 o'clock. You just told me to stay up till 4 a.m. That is true. That is true. (laughs) No, but (laughs) I'm feeling great. I've actually had a really great day today, which is weird because I have not left my house, but I mean quarantine. But no, today was a good day. Good. Well, are you ready for a weird case? Oh, I am so ready. All right, because I cannot stress weird enough because this one is weird. Good. So our story starts in Springfield Township in the 1970s. The population at the time was about 15,000 people, and you can just picture it. Friendly neighbors, white picket fences, and even an apple pie in the window. It's a small town, so everyone knows everyone. In 2010, the town was ranked 85th for best places to live in New Jersey by the New Jersey Monthly Magazine. Why is it every time I think of small towns, I think of meth? I don't know. (laughs) Probably because we live in a small town with meth. That's fair. Well, on September 19th, 1972, a local dog brought its master a decomposing right forearm and hand back to its owner. One more time? Yeah, a decomposing hand, more specifically, a decomposing right forearm and hand was brought back to an owner of this cute little dog. He found decomposing body parts. I love that. It's one way to play fetch. Good dog. He knew he knew what the deal he was. He should have joined the the police force. <laughs> I know. God. He should be getting a badge right now. He's not even a trained cadaver dog. Oh my this god. Guy. You told me that and it like took a second for me to process what you even said to me and then it did and then I could just <laughs> laugh because I was like, that's not right. I'm sorry. That's what? Yeah. It, it, it when I was reading it, I was like, hold on, wait, huh? Why is that like almost worse than like the forty something bodies of stories that you usually tell? Like, usually we tell stories with, like, body counts up in the 60s to 80s, and that I don't flinch at, but a dog carrying a forearm, that's gross. Because it's cute and adorable, and then it brings back something gross and smelly and decomposing. Obviously, police began a search which led them to Springfield's Hootalai Quarry, and I'm pretty sure I'm messing that up, but bear with me. Now, the quarry is 120 acres and borders the northern edge of the Roll. again, messing that up, golf club. It's bisected by Interstate 78 and is directly east of the Wachug Reservation. Again, pardon my ignorance. Wachung. I hope you find it humbling. Is it Wachung? Yeah. All right. We'll go with Wachung. Pardon my ignorance for those who get offended. Uh, because of its size, the nickname Grand Canyon of Union County was given to the quarry. Within the quarry is a cliff called Devil's Teeth. Ooh. And if you look at a picture, it really does look like teeth. Can it's really kind of it? creepy. Or is it going to ruin the story? Yeah. Mm, yeah, it might ruin the story. I'm still going to Google it. Okay. I just Google look it. at the pictures, I swear. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does look like teeth. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like, um, oh, it's weird. Very creepy. Also, if you Google it, you'll get a lot of shark pictures. Good to know. Good to know. And sandwiches. <laughs> Sorry. That's weird. <laughs> sandwiches? A lot of sandwiches. Apparently, there's a deli called Devil's Teeth Bakery, and they're the highlight of Devil's Teeth. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, then there you go, folks. You get murder and sandwiches. And sharks. Oh, and sharks. Don't forget sharks. This is this photo looks like it's going to possess me, and I'm tired of it. It's a gross. Don't look at it, then. I did. It's I closed out of it before the friggin' spirits of devil's teeth came and entered my soul. Good, because 
here we go, because more, more is coming at you. Okay. This is where police and several witnesses found a severely decomposing body of a young woman. But before we go any further, let's rewind to six weeks earlier. Ooh. On the afternoon of Monday, August 7th, 1972, 16-year-old Jeanette De Palma left her home on Clearview Road in Springfield Township, telling her mother that she was going to take a train to a friend's house. Now, there's some contradiction to whether she either went to a friend's house or some say that she was just going to work. Regardless, she left her family. Well, Jeanette was described by friends as having a bit of a wild streak, but has always been a devout evangelical Christian. She was active in her parish, working with victims of alcohol and drug abuse, and it was even said that Jeanette herself had alcohol problems, but was able to overcome them through her faith and belief in the power of God. Unfortunately, Jeanette didn't arrive at her friend's house or return later that evening. The parents knew something wasn't right and filed a missing persons report with the Springfield Police Department. Armed with the report and the decomposing body, police were able to confirm that the young woman was Jeanette De Palma. So here's where things get interesting. When the police and witnesses found Jeanette's body, they noticed something extremely off. Was it that she was missing a forearm. It could very well be that she was missing, but there was more to this, not just that she's missing a forearm. See, Jeanette's remains were surrounded by a series of strange and possibly occult objects. Descriptions vary, but the most commonly agreed upon account states that the remains were found inside a coffin-shaped parameter of fallen branches and logs, and the inside of this parameter, there were several small makeshift wooden crosses. Yeah, it sounds creepy AF. Later, some Springfield residents would claim that Jeanette's remains were actually found lying on a pentagram surrounded by mutilated animal remains, though authorities have denied that this was true. The local newspapers picked up this story and revealed strange witchcraft-related facts about the cliff the body was discovered on. This led to stories spreading as to the cause of Jeanette's death. The rumor mill began and many of the locals, even some police members, started to blame a coven of witches, otherwise known as Satanists, who might have used Jeanette for a human sacrifice. An anonymous witness told Weird New Jersey Magazine that, quote, about two years prior to Jeanette's death, there was much talk in my school about a cult in the surrounding area. They were known as the witches. They must have let it be known in the area that they planned to kill a child on or about Halloween, either by kidnapping and sacrificing them or by poison, end quote. To make this case even more bizarre is the results from the autopsy. The coroner could not find a cause for her death. Jeanette's remains and clothing showed no evidence of bone fracture, bullet wounds, or knife strikes. No drug paraphernalia was found on or around the body. For undisclosed reasons, the coroner suspected that strangulation was the cause of death, leading the Union County Prosecutor's Office to treat the case as an unsolved homicide. The coroner also discovered an unusually high amount of lead in the remains, but no explanation was found for this occurrence either. What? Okay, 
I'm kind of confused. Like, where did they find all this lead? I don't know what, like, she wasn't shot when she was killed, right? No, I think it, I don't think that they're talking about, like, bullet lead. I think that they're talking that either someone gave her, um, like, lead somehow, some way, or something. Yeah, like, she either ingested lead or, um, I don't know, maybe someone put it, like, a pumped it in her, I maybe injected it. What did they say that the cause of death was? There is really no cause of death at all. That doesn't make any sense. They couldn't determine it. Um, now, the coroner did suspect strangulation was the cause. However, it, he never wrote it down in the autopsy as being, like, the legit reason. It just is, if you look it up at her autopsy, it would just say undetermined. Well, I don't get... So they, they said they didn't find any bullet wounds, they didn't find knife strikes or bone fractures or whatever, but if they know there's a high amount of lead, why didn't they just assume poisoning? She didn't die for no reason. Honestly, I don't know. And that's what's the weird thing about this case is that no one can really under, like, no one can say definitively if there was high amounts of lead in her system or was it low amounts, because that's important too. Because if she had high amounts, then yeah, it's lead poisoning. But no one can confirm that. In this case, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. See, early in the investigation, the police received an anonymous tip that a homeless man called Red had been living at a campsite in the woods and fled after Jeanette went missing. While this seemed to be a promising lead, the Union County Prosecutor's Office eventually decided Red had nothing to do with Jeanette's murder, and no arrests were ever made. They never said why they came to that decision? Nope. No one knows. You know what I was thinking? What? I'm thinking maybe he was camping out in the woods, and he heard some spooky shit going on by Devil's Teeth, and they went over there, and he saw them sacrificing that girl and doing some satanic stuff, and he freaked out and left and, like, ran town because he saw some unhuman stuff go on, and he scarred for life. It totally could be. But again, it's really hard for us to say because there's no one knows. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He just up and disappeared. I love that this case took place in the 70s and his name's Red because it reminds me of that 70s show. Yeah, me too. That's so funny. Hopefully he's not Red though from that 70s show because I actually did like Red's character. What is Red the nickname for? I don't know. Ron? No. Ronald? Reginald? Maybe. I don't know. What's mm. what? He could also totally be colored. Like, he might have worn a red outfit or something. I don't know. Well, see, others believed the infamous John List was responsible for Jeanette's death because there was some similarities in both cases. For those who don't know John List, he was an American mass murderer and longtime fugitive. On November 9th, 1971, he killed his wife, mother, and three children at their home in Westfield, New Jersey, then disappeared. He had planned the murders so meticulously that nearly a month passed before anyone suspected that anything was amiss. Now, Westfield is only a nine-minute drive from Springfield Township, and List disappeared a year before Jeanette disappeared. 
Another link between the two cases is that List supposedly murdered his whole family because, quote, he was trying to save their souls from hell because his daughter was practicing witchcraft at the time, end quote. While these are similarities, there is no proof that the two cases were connected. Investigators continued to attempt to find leads, but due to incompetent police work along with inconsistent stories told by Jeanette's friends and peers, the case eventually went cold. That was until 30 years later. Wow. 30 years, by the way. 30 freaking years. Why is it always incompetent police work? I don't know. Well, Mark Zuckerman and Mark Morin, we'll just call them the Marks for now, <laughs> are the creators of Weird New Jersey Magazine. The magazine states that they are, quote, a travel guide and magazine to places you won't find on state-funded maps or located on any tourist attraction pamphlets, end quote. The Marks launched an investigation into the case, but this endeavor would prove to be difficult and weird. For example, the Marks would receive new leads in the mail in plain white envelopes without any return address. Some were vague or contradictory, some were cryptic, and others were just downright creepy. Some of the tips were cautionary, while others seemed to have a sinister undercurrent. Some of the letters were typed, others were handwritten, but all were anonymous. All of them were anonymous. Here is a sample of one of the letters. I, too, forgot about the death of Jeanette De Palma, but I can never forget all the weird stuff that happened in Summit, Mountainside, Springfield, and for me, the majority of it at the Wachung Reservation. Now that I think back on it, it would make sense that Springfield would cover up the murder so as to not tarnish the reputation of the town. I know that the sacrifice that my friend saw was never reported or was in the newspaper, but I remember. I sure as hell know they do too. Anonymous. There were attempts to interview the locals, but the marks were met with similar problems the police had encountered three decades earlier. Many just wanted to forget the event altogether. Others simply didn't remember the case, but most were frightened to even offer opinions or speculations. But it doesn't stop there. In 1990, all of the records pertaining to the case had been destroyed by flooding when Hurricane Floyd hit New Jersey, wiping out practically all remaining documentation and evidence connected to the murder. However, Mark Moran would tell the New Jersey TV news that, quote, they said that they lost all the evidence in a flood, but we have a detective who, when he was put in charge of cold cases in 1984 and wanted to familiarize himself with the case, said the records were all missing then, 10 years before Hurricane Floyd. In addition to all of the other riddles in this case, people have always suspected a police cover-up, end quote. I don't get why they, I mean, I, I guess I get why they would cover it up, but that's so horrible that they care more about a town's reputation than putting this girl's killer to justice or killers to justice. And see, this is why I couldn't answer some of your questions because the stuff has literally been lost and no one knows. It's all just hearsay by this point and rumors. It all sounds like a Lois Duncan book. <laughs> yeah, it does. Another weird rumor that came to light was the claim that the police had never taken any photos of the crime scene, which cannot be confirmed in any way since any such photos 
would have been destroyed even if they had existed. To this day, there are no records of or archives remaining and the only material to be found on the case are a scant few surviving newspaper clippings as well as the results of the weird New Jersey investigation. The murder of Jeanette De Palma is still unsolved and looks as if it will likely remain that way. Just like with any unsolved murder case, there are theories as to why Jeanette was murdered. And here are the top three. Number one, some think that the whole town was in on it, including the police, and were attempting a cover-up of the incident, or that they knew who carried out the murder and for some reason chose to look the other way. Number two, others think that a cover-up was launched in order to try and preserve the town's reputation in the face of such a ghastly crime, or that the murderer had been committed by a powerful local figure who did not want the heinous crime brought to light. And finally, number three, her murder was not the work of a cult at all, but rather someone such as a jealous boyfriend who then made efforts to make it appear to be a satanic ritual. I think it was number two. You think it was number two? Oh yeah, for sure. I think that that's probably, I'm leaning more towards number two as well, that somebody higher up was involved and we didn't want others to know. I was thinking more of the first part of it where... It's like town cover-up to preserve the town's reputation more than that someone high up committed the crime. I think a cult still did it. I think it is a cult crime. Because mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s, cults were huge back then. They were. That was like peak time for cults. And I can see a town like that wanting to break the the perfect image and like the way everything was set up. I don't know. I, I, yeah, but I mean, then it was seven, uh, 15,000 people. And I mean, that's small-ish, but still... I would think someone somewhere would know and would talk. Like, there's no way you can keep so many people quiet for so long. I think if you have something on people in the town, and if only certain people know, or maybe it wasn't people in the town who committed the crime. Maybe it's, like, people who are in a cult, but not in the town. Maybe a town over, or maybe traveling through or something. Maybe. I mean, and that's the weird thing about this case, is that there's so many possibilities, and yet we don't have evidence and and if we do have evidence, it's not available to anybody, to the public. And it's really messed up because this poor girl has no justice. Yeah. Well, none of these theories have substantial evidence to support them, but they do make you wonder. There is an active petition on change.org asking administration to change Jeanette's suspicious death to a homicide. They make the following claim, quote, There is compelling new evidence that will convict these murderers but it's going to be a fight to get this case reopened. The monsters who did this are still alive and we want justice for Jeanette De Palma before it's too late, end quote. I want to know what this new evidence is. Exactly. They don't. And I looked and I looked through all of her website. They're not going to have it out if the case isn't open because that's giving a defense yeah, ammo. It, but, you know, I there, this is the only place on her website that I found where it definitively says there's new information. Nowhere else, like no news reports, no newspapers, nothing says that there's new information. Just this one location. That's crazy. Very crazy. Well, hopefully someone out there has information leading to an arrest and will talk to police. If you're that person... Head over to Justice for Jeanette, and it's spelled J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E dot com, where you can contact authorities. 
Okay, so with the justiceforjeanette.com, we'll also go ahead and put that on our website too. So you guys can go to our website and find the link. Well, my quarantine friends, that's the mysterious case of Jeanette De Palma. But wait, there's more. We thought it would be a great idea to introduce a new segment to the show called Half-Baked Crimes. We scoured the dirty parts of the internet to bring you murder slash ghost stories that are just so half-baked. We have to talk about them. Our first story is titled The Lowest High There Is. This was taken from myfoxdfw.com. For a trio of drug thieves, it was their lucky day. These dumb criminals broke into a home in Silver Springs, Florida, and discovered three jars of cocaine. They took it home and snorted the contents. That's when they discovered that the jars were in fact urns and that they were snorting the cremains of the victim's husband and two dogs. I want to know where they thought anyone ever kept cocaine in jars. Like, (laughs) the second you said jars of cocaine, I was like, who the fuck keeps cocaine in jars? Like, I don't even, I've never seen cocaine in person or done cocaine. And even I know that it doesn't go in jars. Like, I don't, (sighs) and it's, I don't, like, ashes are gray. Well, and they smell smoky. Like, I've smelled, or I've been around an urn i've opened an urn it smells smoky because you know they burn things oh my god like <laughs> and how did they they, and they, <laughs> they snorted dead dogs they did and then how did they i mean that stuff's got to burn i i guess i've never did cocaine i, I, I like you like, oh, cocaine just burns it gives you nosebleeds does it okay because i'm just like oh my god how how do you not know no, i'm saying that's probably what they fucking told themselves maybe i don't know but how do you not know that you're snorting ashes <laughs> oh my god that's pretty half-baked that, that's so half-baked well we hope that this made you smile because i know i'm smiling and dying on the inside from this and their idiocy If you have a half-baked story that you want to share with us, please send it to leavethelightsonpodcast at gmail.com. And I know that there are some really half-baked stories out there, but let's try to keep it to some crime and ghosts stories. I'm also down for some some dumb stories, too, just for my personal enjoyment. All right. Well, then, there you go, folks. We're open for everything. Please and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope that, you know, this made you smile. And if you liked what you heard and want to support the show, please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcast and push the subscribe button. We need you to push it. Please, please, please. While you're there, please leave us a review. You guys really stepped up to the bats last week. Let's keep this going and let's keep the ball going. Please and thank you. While reviews are no cost to you, they make a big difference to us. It's a free gift. Please give it to us. Please. We love you. And... As always, if subscribing and reviews are just not enough and you are still wanting to help the show, please feel free to make a one-time donation via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash lights on pod. As always, just a dollar goes a long way and I'm telling you, it really does. Your dollar counts. Also, a huge, huge shout out to True Crime SX Podcast. They made this episode possible, so show them some love by checking them out on Apple Podcast. Yes, go check them out. They've been so helpful in supporting this podcast, uh, both with their love and uh, with other things as well. So please, by all means, go check them out. 
don't forget to join us on social media, which is... On Instagram, it's Leave the Lights on Pod. Our Twitter is Lights on Pod. And you can find us on Facebook or email us at Leave the Lights on Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, don't forget to visit our website, lightsonpod.com. You can read a little bit about us and get uh, leave our show recommendations as well. All right, guys, thank you again for listening. And remember, it's scary out there. So leave the lights on. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.